0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Well, Merry Christmas and happy New Year. Um, today's gospel story, we get sort of this home alone. Uh, version of <laughs> Jesus's youth. They have gone to Jerusalem for uh, a pilgrimage festival for, um, for the Passover. And on their way home, they realize that they can't find Jesus. And some people would sit there and go, Well, how difficult is it? I mean, like, you have, you know, like, how, how, how can you possibly lose a kid like that? And, um, One of the times when I was over in Israel, one of the guides explained to us, you know, the tradition was that when you were when you were younger than twelve, you would the all the children would stay with their mothers. And, you know, you, you went as a town and as a family and as a village to these pilgrimage festivals. It was not like, you know, hopping in your car and you're driving, you know, to Jerusalem. You're going as a community. And so the women would all walk together, and they would watch the children, and the children would be there. And then the men did the important things by arguing with each other, you know. And so um, about the age of 12, just as they're getting ready to turn 13, which is, you know, when, um, you know, when, when in, in their eyes a boy became a man, then, then, then the boys would start walking with the fathers and observing um, the the arguing and the the the, the thinking and, and all that stuff, and so he says it makes complete sense why it is that Jesus got lost because this would have been about the age in which um, a boy would start maybe walking with his father and um, you know so so Joseph clearly as any father would probably had no clue what was going on with his child and. One of the things that's really important about this story is is that it reminds us of Jesus' Jewishness. You know, Jesus was an observant Jew. Here he was at 12 years of age going to the temple. He was observing um, Passover. He was observing um, the feasts of Judaism. It is a reminder to us that Jesus' life... And death and resurrection is a continuation of Israel's story. It's not some totally new story. It is a continuation of the hope that God placed to the world and the people of Israel. Um, several years ago, I read a book by N.T. Wright about Paul. And, you know, Paul somebody who have always kind of like tried to wrestle with. And, and for a lot of the reasons is, is that Paul's talking about kind of fine, you know these, these you know, finer points of things. And so sometimes we miss what it is that Paul's talking about because we don't have the larger cultural context. And, and that's what Wright says is, is unless you understand Judaism, um, particularly Judaism in Jesus' day, it's hard to understand Paul or the Gospels. But this story also demonstrates not only Jesus' divinity, right? I mean, here we are, it's still Christmas, and we celebrate the incarnation, um, this conviction that Christians have that God became human in the person of Jesus Christ, but it also is a reminder of Jesus' humanity. Wisdom is something that is learned and built. We all have different God-given talents. Some things come more naturally for one person than another, but that does not mean that hard work does not pay off. There is nothing in the world I would love more to be able to do than to sing well. But I don't have that natural God-given talent like maybe Father Justin does, our members of our choir, Um, Which is why they never invite me to (laughs) sing with them. This past week, Conrad and I went and saw American Underdog, which is the story um, of Kurt Warner. And if you remember the story, Kurt Warner was um, a quarterback at um, Northern Iowa. Um, He kind of was maybe going to be a sixth-round draft pick, but he didn't get drafted. And so he went to go work at a supermarket, and he's there stocking shelves. And he gets his first opportunity um, playing for arena football. And, And it's a story about how he had to learn and relearn what it meant to be a quarterback, that he had amazing skills on his own but as his coach would say, he would often get outside of the pocket and that's where things fell apart. Hard work, learning, unlearning, relearning are part of the Christian faith and life as well. David Kinneman says, Becoming wise does not happen simply by saying a prayer or by memorizing a list of do's and don'ts or by signing a pledge or completing a six-week program. Instead, spiritual wisdom, he says, is a lifetime process of deep transformation through faith in Christ, knowledge of God's word, and living by the power of the Holy Spirit and engaging in community with other believers. Right so so faith is not just simply saying okay I've said the prayer and I'm not I don't dismiss people who have had profound experiences in which they have experienced God in some radical and new way. It's not just something you do, okay, I'm going to take the 6-week course on on holiness and now I'm I'm a holy person, but rather it is a lifelong experience. And being transformed by Christ through the Holy Spirit, engaging in God's Holy Word, and being part of community. Much of our American consumer-driven church has focused on the latter. This is why outcomes were so important. Faith is a lifelong commitment. It takes a long time for us to grow in the fullness of Christ. Like, Paul has this beautiful image to the letter um, in, in Ephesians this morning, and, and, and it's a lifetime. I mean, it's like it's great. Okay, Paul tells us, hey, guess what? God chose you before the foundations of the world. Woohoo! But it takes us a whole long time to figure out what that means. Faith has both joy and sorrow. There are times in which faith will lead you into places of deeper sorrow and not greater joy. Sometimes when we get to the sorrow, we just want to avoid it. When we get to the places in which we feel uncomfortable, we just say, how can we escape it? John Sewell talks about this. He says in his faith development, he said, how I was tempted to strangle the birth that I was birthing how I was tempted to strangle the birth that I was birthing how many times in which have you started to experience and feel pain in your own life and you seek to avoid the pain rather than to see how the pain can transform you and lead you into a different place This is why one of my oft-quoted lines is from Brene Brown, who says that the church is to be like a midwife, that when it does get painful, our job is to sit there and say, push. If you want to deepen your faith, engage in weekly communion, regularly read the scriptures, and spend time with the poor. In our story groups, we intentionally use three questions to check in that in many ways form that very foundation. What did you do in the past week to grow closer to God? What did you study to deepen your knowledge of, and love of God? And when did you witness of God's love to other people? The gospel story is a story of spiritual growth and development of a lifelong process. Yes, Jesus was absolutely fully God and fully human, but it didn't mean that he had all knowledge already there, that he too had to go and learn what it meant to be a child of God. Sometimes we are really tempted as human beings to blaze our own path. Have you ever driven like on a a dirt road and ruts are already there? And sometimes people sit there and they want to go on their own path, but the easiest thing to do is to go where people have already trailblazed. This is the gift of tradition and being a part of a liturgical and sacramental church is that we don't believe that that tradition is 20 years old. We believe that tradition is 2,000 and even more than 2,000 years old. And allowing that path to form us to stay in those ruts and seeing it as a good place for growth that that's where the seeds of our faith are laid. I don't know what you have done to start the new year off. Maybe it's your commitment to go to the gym or maybe I'm going to read the Bible or I'm going to clean out the fridge, as one person said. (laughs) The thing is, is that most of our New Year's commitments will fail within just a few weeks. That's okay. It's okay. Don't feel bad about yourself. This is why lifelong faith development is so important. Because sometimes, looking back, the times in which I've grown the most is when I have failed the most as a Christian. That those are the times in which I have learned that I needed the grace of God, that I needed community. Give yourself to God and let God form you. Amen.